0: Being in business for yourself can be scary. Get small business savvy with Maureen and Crystal. With 24 years of experience between them, join
1: as they discuss how to work hard and work smart. This week we are excited to be talking about finding and who is your ideal customer. Who are you trying to get out there, guys? This is a big one and I think we are excited to talk about it. So Maureen, are you ready to jump into finding your ideal customer today. I am.
0: This is one of my favorite topics because we all know that without our customers, we have no business. So it really is crucial to kind of identify who that ideal customer is so that you can better serve them.
1: I agree. Actually, it's kind of funny because there was a time when I felt like I actually had like, I know we're going to get into this, but I felt like I had paper dolls of people like I would cut out... (laughs) I would like, I had these actual where I would go and I would find photos of like stock photos of people and I would cut them out and I would write out this like biography of this person. So we're going to get into that, but I love um, that. that's actually a really great idea. <laughs> I've never, I've done the biography part. I've never had like stock photo people. I I've That's done really it. cool. I've done it. I call them my imaginary friends. Um, I've, I've actually, <laughs> <laughs> I, I sound crazy right now, but everybody's logging off this podcast right now. They're like, she's insane. But Wait, no, No, really, we're gonna give good advice. Really, really don't go away. But really, like it's something that has always been kind of helpful um, to me where I've I call them my imaginary friends where I've actually I have put stock photos before like on my wall in my quote unquote office area. And when I've been stuck on content Mm -hmm. or like what to do, I'll almost like look at the stock photo and almost like talk to the person, like have a conversation in a sense of like What's bothering you today? What do you need help That's with? That's really good. You know those that kind is of really things. Good. So. <laughs> and I know, you know,
0: if you're if you're out there listening to other people that are talking about this topic, you will hear them refer to ideal customers in a couple different ways. Some people call them the ideal customer, some people call them an avatar, which is funny, always reminds me of the movie <laughs> the <laughs> Avatar. <laughs> Um some pi- people will call it your target market. And my my favorite was my friend Allie who combined those and turned it into a target. And she a always target. talks about her target. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, target target market. Um, or some people will call an ideal customer avatar or an ICA. But you know what? No matter what you call them, it is the person who is the perfect fit for your product or service. And I was at a networking meeting recently. And it it started off with with somebody saying it, and then it kind of turned into a joke, but they said, you know, stand up and say, you know, who is is your best referral? Who would be, you know, if you want other people in the group to refer someone to you, who is your ideal referral? And people were saying things like, anybody who's breathing, or anybody who has legs, (laughs) you know, I'm, I'm a shoe person, anybody who has feet is an ideal customer. And it, it was funny at the time, but I feel like that's where a lot of people make a really kind of grave mistake in that your business really is not geared for everyone. I mean, our podcast is about small businesses. Our target market or our avatar is a woman solopreneur. So the male head of IBM, probably not the best fit you know, for listening to us. Absolutely. So I really do feel that it's important to get to know who exactly is your best fit, who is your your target avatar, and get to know them really, really well. Now, does it mean if, you know, Joe Schmo from, you know, Rogan Shoes is listening that we're going to say, nope, sorry, you can't listen? No, absolutely not. You know, it, the advice is good for anyone, but we have a specific person that we are kind of building this for or that we are advising, and one of the interesting things I heard someone say recently, and I had never really thought about this before, is you might actually not be your own target market.
1: Hmm. Interesting. And
0: why? Expand on that because I'm curious. Well, I mean, if you are, let's say, you are a um, a child psychologist, and you have extensive knowledge in children who have been through trauma and that's who you are marketing to or to the parents of people of of children who have been through trauma. It doesn't necessarily mean that you would necessarily have to have a child who's been through that in order to serve that, that customer well. So when you are looking at your marketing efforts, you might think, Oh, well I don't want to market on this specific platform because I don't spend a lot of time there. But again, you're not your target market. So it really is important to figure out the avatar and where are they spending their time? Where are they going for advice rather than thinking from your own personal experience?
1: True. Okay. No, I like that because I know a lot of times people feel like when they go into business or they write or they market, they feel like they have to come from this authentic place. And you should, absolutely. I'm not mm-hmm. saying don't be inauthentic, but I'm I mean I'm saying like like you just said, where You don't necessarily have to have gone through this traumatic experience to empathize with it or have studied about it or have somebody you know who's gone through it, you know, those kind of things. So it's okay to not feel like, you know, I'm, I'm writing this for me. Yes, you should be to a degree, but at the same exact time, we also need to be writing for the people who are coming to us and helping out our audience in that aspect of things. What are their questions? What do they need help with? Right. And you, your avatar might be you a couple years ago.
0: I mean, I know you and I have talked about, you know, we're in a different place now than we were a year ago or two years ago or three years ago. And our goal is to help the people who are where we used to be. So we're in a different spot now. We're not that exact same person, but we still know what it's like to be in that position
1: absolutely because we're seeing the forest of you know forest of the trees now situation and it's it's Mm -hmm. kind of it's actually funny because you know we started this podcast to help out with that i'm also even finding in my writing right now in my more of my quote-unquote mom style lifestyle blog i'm starting to go back and write articles about things of my past like when i was laid Mm -hmm. off while pregnant you know and what i did to get through that because now that i'm where i'm at and i am Making money again, and I am, you know, my kids are a little bit grown. I feel like I can finally sit down and actually talk about that. So um, I think that it's good, definitely to to remember that as well. So that's awesome. And I think so when we're when we're trying to figure out who our avatar is, and we're trying to figure out who our ideal customer is, there are some things that we need to. Um, basically kind of do to, define find that because th- by doing this, we're going to be al- allowing ourselves to get more personal when you actually create these people, you know, what products service, the content, um, you can provide better service to them because you know who they are, because like you were saying, you might be able to sell shoes to somebody, but you know, is, is your is your actual customer a female or are, are they more male, you know, aspect? Is it a business person who's going to need a solid shoe? Is it a nurse, you know, who's going to need a completely style different style of shoe than somebody who wears high heels all day behind the desk? You know, kind of thing. Right. So it's right. those things getting really specific as deep as you possibly can. I mean, this is one thing that I've learned when you're finding your audience or your ideal customer, you really have to dig pretty deep to find those things. So there are a lot of questions that you need to think about as well um, when it comes to finding your ideal of audience. And one of those is you gotta figure out the demographics, you know, Mm -hmm. age. The basics, yeah, gender is huge, yep. Yep, are they married? Do they have kids? what's their location? What's their salary? You know, what are they going to spend? That's a big one. What are they going to spend? Yep. <laughs> because, you know, it, depending on where you're located at or who you're selling to, you know, it's going to differ, you know, you, you, you can't sell a Rolex watch to a farmer, so to speak, you know, I, right. mean, I, I right. guess, I guess you could in the long run, but at the same time, I mean, in, in all reality, um, somebody who's out there working with their hands all day long, it's not going to necessarily want to put a Rolex on, nor are they necessarily probably going to even have the funds to probably really provide a Rolex for themselves, those kind of things. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I, I really liked what you were
0: talking about as far as having a specific person in mind. So finding, you know, a person, not necessarily a real person, but a, a kind of a mythical person and then naming them and then giving them the attributes that you're, Perfect customer would have. So uh, my my perfect customer is Sally, and she is 42, and she has two kids, and she graduated high school and did two years at community college. I mean, the more detail you can put into it, the better. Um, Sally works part time, and the rest of the time she's home with her kids. And her husband is uh, an executive, and he works in Milwaukee, and he spends 45 minutes in the car each way, um, and it, all of this helps you pinpoint. What it what interests does this person have and what pain points does this person have? What are the problems? What are the things that they're feeling that you can then help them with? And you will be able to better serve this customer just
1: because you know them better. And that
0: makes a huge difference.
1: It makes absolutely 110% makes a huge difference because now you're not only... Having somebody in your mind, and it's a lot easier for us to sit down and talk to somebody face-to-face sometimes than it is to sit down and just write into the wind. Um, mm-hmm. You're you're also, you're feeling those, those feelings now. So now things from your past, whether they're 110% related to the topic or not, you're starting to relate to this person. You're starting to understand their questions. You're starting to understand their fears, their problems, what does their day look like, those kind of things, and how what knowledge you have from whatever experience you've had in the past, whatever, you know, item that you have, whatever product that you have and how, you know, if, if you're a perfect example, is if, if you are a MLM seller, you know, let's say that you sell essential oils, for example, um, what have essential oils, you know, done for you. And when you sit there and you find somebody and you bring up this avatar, and you're finding out that there, it's Karen, and she's 30-something years old. She's got two kids, and she's really concerned about things being organic. She likes to provide organic items to her kids. She's interested in having more of a um, – Natural pathic approach for health for her children. She wants her home to be chemical-free, you know, those kind of things. Now you're relating to that person of how you can pitch those essential oils and saying, hey, my child was sick last week and, you know, they used – this essential oil and it helped relieve some of their symptoms. You know, those kind of things. So I exactly. know Exactly. Yeah. You know, and those. you can
0: you can talk to yourself a little bit too about where does Karen hang out? What Facebook groups is Karen in? Where does Karen do her grocery shopping and all of those things help target your marketing as well. So you know, well Karen hangs out at the local organic co-op um, they have a bulletin board where they allow people to post events. So if you're then hosting a workshop on how to use essential oils, that would be a great place for you to try to reach out to find Karen.
1: Absolutely. That's another great, great aspect of this. And that definitely helps with marketing your content as well. And yep. but one of the biggest questions that people have is where do you find some of this information you know it's great to sit down and dream in your own mind of hey i love talking about essential oils so i'm going to talk about this and i am going to talk about that but where can you go to find this information to build your avatar that i think is this, one of the biggest that questions. is
0: a great great question and that is probably the biggest question that people have around this they get the concept of building an avatar and finding their ideal client but they have no idea who their clients are that are actually already coming to them and what what kind of characteristics those clients have. And if you run an online business, if you have a website, there is actually a really, really great way to get background information on the people who are landing on your website. And that is something called Google Analytics. And I know Crystal and I have been using Google Analytics for decades. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> for a really long time. But I'm always amazed at um, – how many people who own their own websites who have really no idea that this tool exists. And it's a Google product. So Google search engine, YouTube, all the Google products are all tied together. Um, and this is, it's a a simple case of taking a code and placing it on your website and it extracts information from the people who land there. And it, to be honest, it's a little bit creepy how much information, it can get, um, how much it provides on the people. You'll, you'll be a little, um uh, second guessing your own web activity after you see the kind of information it has. But as a marketer, it is an absolute goldmine, um, because it really answers all of those questions, those demographics we were talking about, everything from gender to age to interests to buying habits, all of that information comes through on Google Analytics, and you can create a really, really good profile of the people who are landing on your site.
1: Absolutely. That is a great tool to use. And another, another tool to use that I like out there, too, is if you use social platforms as well, like Twitter, like Pinterest, Instagram, if you have business accounts with these actual platforms, there are analytics in those as well. And they will tell you like even Facebook, it has Facebook insights where on your Facebook page, you can go in there and you can look at insights. You can see what age people are, what gender, sometimes their demographic of location, those kind of things. And sometimes even interests, like what are they interested in? I know Pinterest has an area and their business profiles where you can see, are they interested in like recipes? Are they interested in crafting? And some of these different platforms will actually get really detailed right down to like what kind of food they're interested in. Like they're interested in bagels, you know what I mean? Like those kind of (laughs) things. So, you know, those are really great ways to break down as well in those two. And I know another thing that we had talked about was also surveys and I don't know about, do you, Maureen, do you send out like a specific, do you have like a widget that you send out or on your newsletter or how do you obtain surveys from people? I have done surveys. I send it out through my
0: newsletter as well as I usually do a post that is my, I've I've been doing it yearly. I should probably do it more often. But in order to kind of motivate people to take it, because really who wants to just Go take a survey. Right, it's not a lot of fun. So I usually offer something, either a download or you know a raffle for a gift card or something, just to kind of motivate. And I realize that it does create kind of a self-selecting pool because it's only the people who are interested in possibly winning a prize who take it. But I, you know, it doesn't. The results don't change a whole lot year to year. So I figure it's probably a pretty accurate picture. But I just use Survey Monkey, which is um, a very I think, user-friendly survey platform, um, and it's free for most surveys, right? Is it still free? From what I understand,
1: think, yeah. yeah. I mean, the last okay. time I did one, which wasn't too long ago, it was free. So, right. I mean, subject to change, as always. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I mean, I'm sure, you know, if
0: you want some of the more pro features, you can you can pay for it as well. But if you're just kind of starting out and you want to get the basic information, I feel like it, it does the job pretty well.
1: Yeah, it does. And also another thing too, if you are, if you happen to be on YouTube, YouTube started recently in the last year, they've done communities where you can actually put polls out to your community or announcements or whatever. And I've noticed polls have actually been something that people are really into. I recently put out a poll of like, what certain content are people interested in? And I put specifically, you know, for the holidays, like this or this or this, A, B, and C. And basically, Um, people jumped on that. I noticed a lot of people polling and actually uh, clicking on things, and I was getting results. Cool. Well, hopefully this has been helpful, and you're
0: starting to think a little bit about who your ideal customer is and what kind of characteristics they might have and maybe where you can get a little bit more information on them. We would love it if you left us a review for our podcast. Positive reviews are always welcome. And what we are going to start doing is out of the reviews that are left from the previous week, we are going to choose one person and highlight them at the beginning of our podcast, you know, kind of give them a little shout out. So make sure you leave any social handles or any links that you want to make sure that we mention. And we look forward to talking to you again next week.
1: We'll see you then. And remember, until then, work hard, work smart. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode of Small Business Savvy. We would love for you to leave a comment, rating, or share this show with one of your friends. Be sure to check out more at smallbusinesssavvypodcast.com.